أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا مولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان لا يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله we reached this mubarak 18th night of Ramadan now uh, people should start thinking about the last 10 days they should start planning for them if people have time off personal days off whatever uh, that they can they can cash in this is the time to use it you don't need to uh, save it up for I don't know going to fly to wherever to watch the Super Bowl or, or whatever you don't need to you know you don't need to worry about all these other things this is the time uh, this is the time that a person should uh, save for what's really important, uh, not just for their life, but for what's ever, forever. So with that, we continue our reading from the uh, Kashul uh, Mahjub, continuing uh, uh, the discourse uh, with regards to miracles uh, as a sub uh, as a sub discussion underneath the concept of wilayat. Uh, explaining the, the, the archetype of suluk that was championed by Al-Hakim Al-Tirmidhi rahimahullah ta'ala wa qaddasallahu sirrahu So there's the, the, the subheading discourse on the performance of miracles belonging to the evidentiary class by those who pretend to godship so fakers in particular those who claim divinity the sheikhs of this group, meaning Tasawwuf, and all Orthodox Muslims are agreed that an or- extraordinary, extraordinary act resembling a prophetic miracle, mu'jiza, may be performed by an unbeliever in order that by means of his performance he may be shown beyond a doubt to be an imposter. Uh, thus, for example, Fir'aun lived 400 years without falling ill once. And when he climbed up to any high ground, the water followed him and stopped when he stopped and moved when he moved. Nevertheless, intelligent men did not hesitate to deny his pretensions to Godship inasmuch as every intelligent person acknowledges that God is not incarnate, mujassam, and composite, uh, composite murakab. Which I guess seems to be kind of a problem for people nowadays, but it shouldn't be. It's not. In reality, it's not. Allah Ta'ala is not a, a person who uh, walks around with Iyadu Billah, uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala is not a body that sits on a chair Allah Ta'ala is Allah You will judge by analogy the wondrous acts uh, Related by Shaddad Who is the Lord of Iram and Nimrud Similarly we are told on trustworthy authority That the last in the last days the Dajjal will come and claim Godship And that two mountains will go with him One on his right and one on his left And that the mountain on his right will be a place of felicity and the mountain on his left will be a place of torment, and that he will be, uh, uh, that he will uh, call uh, people to himself, and will punish those who refuse to join him. And I think this word "mountain" here, he may be mistranslating it. I'd be interested to take a look in the Persian original to see. But uh, uh, the idea is definitely transmitted that there is a garden on his, uh, uh, on one side of him, and a fire on the other. The Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam informed us that the if a person is forced to pick one or the other, they should pick the fire because on the other side of Dajjal's fire is Jannah and on the other side of Dajjal's garden is the hellfire. 
uh, but though he should perform a hundredfold amount of such extraordinary acts, no intelligent person would doubt the falsity of his claim, for it is known that God does not sit on a donkey and is not blind. Such things fall under the principle of istidraj, or what Nicholson translates as divine deception. So again, one falsely pretends to be an apostle uh, 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 and may perform an extraordinary act which proves him to be an imposter, uh, just as a similar act performed by a true apostle uh, proves him to be uh, genuine. But no such act can be performed if there is any possibility of doubt or difficulty in distinguishing the true claimant from the imposter, as is in the principle of allegiance, uh, uh, it would be nullified. For in the case of the principle of allegiance, it would be nullified. Uh, it is possible, moreover, that something uh, of the same kind, as a, of the same type as a miracle, may be performed by a pretender to sainthood, to wilayat, who, although his conduct is bad, is blameless in his religion inasmuch as by that miraculous act he confirms the truth of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the grace of Allah vouchsafed to them and does not attribute the act in question to his own power. One who speaks the truth is you think that a miracle cannot be vouchsafed also at the hands of a sinner as long as the person is not attributing the power to themselves. One who speaks the truth without evidence in, uh, in the fundamental matter of faith uh, will always speak the truth with evidence and firm belief. And in the man- matter of wilayat, because his belief is the same quality as the belief of the wali, uh, and though his actions may not square with his belief, his claim of wilayat is not de- demonstrably contradicted by his evil conduct any more than his claim of faith could be. So we're not saying he's a just like we don't say he's a kafir. We also don't say that uh, you know if he claims that this is something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to, to herald the truth, then just like we don't doubt in his iman, we don't doubt in the the correctness of the karama as long as it's pointing to something correct. In fact, karamat uh, and wilayat are divine gifts, not things acquired by man. So human actions cannot be the cause of divine guidance. I have already said that the awliya are not preserved from sin. They're not ma'asum. Uh, for sinlessness belongs only to prophets. Uh, but they are protected, mahfud from evil that involves the denial of their Wilayat and the denial of wilayat after it has come into being depends on something inconsistent with faith, namely apostasy, ridda. Uh, it does not depend on sin. Uh, this is the doctrine of Muhammad bin Ali Hakim of Tirmidh and also of Junaid, of Abu Hassan al Nuri, of Harith Muhasabi, and many other of the Ahlul Haqqaiq, uh, uh, like Sahl al Tustari, Abu Sulaiman al Darani, Hamdun al Qasar, which are all names that have passed in the previous nights. Uh, discussions and others, uh, they all maintain that uh, wilayat involves unceasing obedience, ta'a, and that uh, when a great sin, a kabira, occurs to the mind of a saint, he is deposed from his wilayat. Now, as I have stated before, there is a consensus of opinion amongst the Muslims that a great sin does not put anyone outside the pale of faith, uh, and one's wilayat is no better than the other. Therefore, the uh, 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 since the wilayat of the knowledge of God, of Ma'rifah, which is the foundation of all miracles vouchsafed by the divine grace, uh, is not uh, uh, lost through sin. It is impossible uh, that what is inferior to it in excellence and grace, karama, should uh, disappear because of a sin. Uh, the controversy of the Mashaykh on this matter has run to great length, and I do not intend to record it here. It is 
Most important, however, that you should know that with certainty uh, in what state this miraculous grace is manifested to the saint in sobriety or in intoxication, in rapture, ghalaba, or in composure, tamkin. Uh, so he says to differentiate between them. I have fully explained the meaning of intoxication and sobriety in my account in the doctrine of Bayezid Bustami. Uh, he and the Nun al-Misri and Muhammad bin Khafif and Hussein bin Mansur al-Hallaj and Yahya bin Mu'adh al-Razi and others uh, hold that miracles are not vouchsafed to a wali except for when he is in a state of intoxication, whereas the miracles of the Prophet are wrought in the state of sobriety. Hence, according to their doctrine, this is a clear dis- distinction between a mu'jizah and a karama. Uh, for the wali being enraptured paid, pays no heed to the people and does not call uh, upon them to follow, uh, while the Prophet uh, 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 salam, being sober exerts himself to attain his object and challenges the people to rival what he has done. Moreover, the Prophet, whoever he may be, السلام, may choose whatever he will manifest or conceal, uh, his, uh, whenever he will, whether or not he will manifest or conceal his extraordinary powers. But the saints do not have any such choice. Sometimes a miracle is not granted to them when they desire it, and sometimes it is bestowed to them when they don't desire it. For the saint has no propaganda, so his attributes should not be subsistent. Uh, or so that his attributes should be subsistent, afwan. Uh, but he is hidden and his proper state is to have his attributes annihilated. The Prophet is a man of the law, sahib al and the saint is a uh, man of inward feeling, sahib al-sir. Accordingly, uh, a karama will not be manifested to a wali if he is in a state of absence from himself and bewilderment unless his faculties are entirely under the control of God. While awliya themselves... Uh, and maintain, while Oliya are with themselves and maintain a state of humanity, of Basharia, they are veiled. But when the veil is lifted, they are bewildered and amazed through the, through the realization of the bounties of God. A miracle cannot be manifested except in a state of unveiledness, of kash, uh, which is the rank of proximity of qurb. Uh, whoever is in that state, to him, worthless stones uh, appear even as gold. And this is the state of intoxication with which no human being, the Prophet salam exempted, are permanently endowed. Thus one day Haritha was transported from this world and had the next world revealed to him. He said, I have cut myself loose from this world so that its stones and its gold and its silver and its clay are all the same to me. The next day he was seen uh, tended, tending the donkeys and on being asked uh, what he was doing, he said, I am trying to get the food that I need. Therefore, the awliya, while they are sober, are as ordinary men, but when they're in the state of intoxication, they are intoxicated and their rank is the same, or here he doesn't mean the same, he means their rank resembles that of the Prophet and the whole universe becomes like gold to them. Uh, like Shibli said, gold wherever we go and pearls wherever we turn, uh, there's silver in the waste. I have heard the master and Imam Abu Qasim al-Qushayri rahimahullah ta'ala say, uh, uh, the Sahib Risal Qushayriya said, I've heard the master and Imam Abu Qasim Qushayri say, uh, I once asked Tabarani about the beginning of his spiritual experience. He told me on one occasion he wanted a stone from the riverbed at Sarakhs. Every stone that he touched turned into a gem and he threw all of them back. This was because the stones and gems uh, were the same value to him. Rather, the gems were of less value because he had no desire for them. I have heard Khaja Imam Khaza'ini uh, 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 at Saraqs relate the follow, uh, following story. He said, in my boyhood, I went to a certain place to get mulberry uh, leaves for silkworms. Silkworms, that's the only thing that they eat. 
in order to produce silk. He says, when it was midday, I climbed the tree and began to shake the branches. While I was thus employed by Sheikh Abul Fadl ibn, ibn al-Hassan, uh, when I was thus in, employed, Sheikh Abul Fadl ibn al-Hassan passed by, but he did not see me. And I had no doubt that he was beside himself and that his heart was with Allah. Suddenly he raised his head and cried with the boldness of intimacy, uh, O oh my Rabb, it is more than a year since you have given me a small piece of silver that I might have my hair cut. Uh, is this a way to treat your friends? No sooner had he spoken than I saw uh, all the leaves and boughs and roots of the tree turned to gold. Abul Fadl exclaimed, how strange, the least hint that I utter is a backsliding. Uh, 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 one cannot say a word to you for the sake of relieving one's mind. Meaning what? He himself, he, this miracle happened, but he didn't consider it a good thing that he, he, he said what he said. Uh, uh, it is related that Shibli cast 400 dinars into the Tigris River. When asked what he was doing, he said, stones are better in the water. But why, they said, don't you give the money to the poor? He said, glory be to God, what a plea. Uh, what plea can I urge in front of him if I remove the veil from my own heart only to place it on the heart of my other brother Muslim? 100% don't do this at home. If you have 400 dinars, please give it to the poor. If there's no poor in your area, rabat.org forward slash donate. You know, uh, uh, we'll deal with the veil later, inshallah. <laughs> but these were those are OG, 100% don't try this at home. Those people, their maqam was different, mashallah. You, you, we, we try this to be fakers. You're going to live to regret it. You're going to say, dang it. <laughs> why, why, my one dying wish is to get those 400 dinars back from the Tigris. Yeah. He answered, glory be to Allah. What plea can I urge before him if I remove the veil from my own heart only to place it on the hearts of my brother Muslims? It is not religious to wish uh, them worse than myself. All of these cases belong to the state of intoxication, which I have already uh, explained. On the other hand, Junaid and Abu al-Abbas Sayyari and Abu Bakr al-Wasiti uh, uh, and uh, uh, Muhammad bin Ali Hakim Tirmidhi, the author of this doctrine, hold that miracles are manifested in the state of sobriety and composure. So before he goes on to this next, uh, you know, this kind of like counterpoint, this reminds me actually, where's, you're asking about miracles. There's one of the, there's a place in, we'll say it's in Pakistan. It's a uh, uh, It's a confederation of like forty villages, uh, somewhere between Islamabad and, uh, uh, and Peshawar. And uh, um, one of my asatiza, Rahimullah Taala, who just passed away a couple of months ago, actually, uh, uh, he was from there. I went and visited their their village and things like that. Like every village of that place, there there are. Uh, uh, great scholars and ulama and mashayikh and things like that. It's a very and there was actually a lot of uh, great war that happened uh, in the old days. That was where a number of the battles between the the Sikhs and the Muslims uh, happened during the uh, uh, expansion of uh, Maharaja Ranjit Singh uh, and uh, uh, many of the people from that place joined the army of Sayyid Ahmed Shahid Rahimahullah Taala Qadisallahu At any rate. Uh, um, there was in a place we went and saw the Mazar of uh, uh, Wali, and we read Fatiha over there. And then Ustadji told me about that this 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 Mazar is of a man who was like a majzub, uh, uh, like basically Darish from the old days. So he was a Muslim, and so uh, uh, what happened was in the middle of the marketplace, a young Hindu girl came out, and he like he like looked at her. He cast a look at her. 
obviously those are like you know tribal areas right so even when the hindus used to live there Sikhs used to live there they're all like everybody's like very warlike in those places so this is a good way of starting like a, a, a riot yeah so uh, uh mashallah this is some uh, mashallah we have rajput's uh, warrior here who can explain later in greater detail so this is a good it's a good way of starting like a problem and so what happened is like people came to came to the point where like the you know the Hindus and they were like ready to fight and the Muslims were like oh like back up off of our guy and like it was just the whole thing was whatever was about to go down and the 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 Darish, he said he said he said I wasn't you know I know what you guys you guys are feeling offended about this he goes I wasn't uh, uh, um, I wasn't uh, uh, I wasn't like ogling her. Rather, there was something I saw about, it was this thing he was talking about intoxication. Is there something I saw about her, which was uh, 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 some sort of like secret of, uh, of the creation of Allah Ta'ala. And I was just marveling at that. And he says, if I'm lying, then uh, may my eyes be burned out. And there was a blacksmith in the marketplace and he took the, he took the, the, the poker from it and he rubbed it in both of his eyes like uh, 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 like kuhl. And uh, his eyes didn't burn, and like on witnessing this miracle, uh, uh, all the Hindus of the uh, of the place they accepted Islam. The girl accepted Islam as well. Yeah, and these things. So this is what he's talking about. That sometimes people are in this state. These types of things do happen. And uh, if it was me, I'd be the first one. Like, all right, there, buddy, witnessing the divine, whatever. Like, I <laughs> we we know about that. But then when the person puts the the red hot poker in his eye and it doesn't burn, then you're like, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe he, maybe this guy, only this guy though, was doing that, and not everybody else. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, he said now he's going to give the counterpoint. Junaid and Abu Bakr Wasiti, which is one of his great disciples, and then Hakim Tirmidhi, the author of this doctrine, hold uh, uh, miracles are manifested in the state of sobriety and composure, sahwa tamkin, uh, rather than the state of intoxication. They argued that the saints of the of the saints of God, the Oliya Allah, are the governors of His kingdom and the overseers of His universe, which God has committed absolutely to their charge. Uh, therefore, their judgments uh, may be the soundest of all, and their hearts may be uh, the most tenderly disposed toward the creatures of God. So, before continuing with this, right, this idea of the tasarruf that the Wali has tasarruf in the creation of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, this is not like. This is another thing. We have our, our people have this kind of waswasa about stuff, right? Like everything is shirk somehow. It's like an obsessive compulsive thing. They need to go and see a, a psychiatrist. Like for example, right? There's a story. There's a story about Sayyid Ahmed Rafai that he went to go to he went to go say salam to the Prophet in Medina Munawwara, and that the hand of the Prophet came out from the from the shabaka and he kissed it. And, uh, you know, somebody, somebody said this story and then somebody else, some guy from Chicago who kind of likes to overplay himself, uh, he's like, ah, oh, look at all these old stories and all the shirk, you know. And I'm like, the most you can say is it's like a fake story that doesn't make sense to you. It's not shirk though. What part of it is shirk? For whatever reason, everyone thinks everything is shirk now. Like, we just go zero to shirk, like, bam. Like, that's it. There's no even sins anymore. Everything is shirk, right? Uh, and the idea of tasarruf, that there are some awliya of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala gave them not just control, but responsibilities of discharging certain things in the universe. 
This is not an idea of shirk. The Quran itself talks about the al-mala'ul a'la fi ma yakhtasimun. Right? Who are the mala'ul a'la? The angels that Allah Ta'ala, the highest rank of the angels and the arwah in the heavens, Allah Ta'ala deputed them to run so many different things. Right? Al-malakul mawt al-muwakkal, you know, qabdi arwah al-alameen. The, 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 the malakul mawt, the angel of death, right? Is that shirk to believe that Allah Ta'ala, you have to sarruf to the angel, angel of death over the... No, it's not. This is just a waswas that people have. This is a waswas that people have. And you don't make dua to the malakul mawt. If he walks in and tells you, hey, would you like me to like beat the smack out of you or will you come, uh, uh, would you choose to come, uh, you know, kindly? It's okay, we'll come kindly. We'll do this the easy way, right? That's not shirk. It's not like you should ask Allah for the easy way. Yeah, you should. But that's, at that point, the nature of the interaction is no longer supernatural. Rather, this is the system that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had. Now, that being said, I'm the first one. You can call me like, you know, Wahhabi bin Baz if you don't like it. Al-Albani, al-whatever. <laughs> Don't go around asking other people for the things that you can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from. And the things you can ask from other people, ask Allah first. Don't go around and say, oh, you know, like, you know, yeah, fulan and yeah, this angel and yeah, this saint and yeah, this wali and all this other stuff. And uh, uh, like, don't do that. Am I saying it's shirk, it's kufr? No. It's just not the way that the aslah radiallahu ta'ala anhum were. If you want to do the suluk, do the suluk of the companions radiallahu ta'ala anhum, there's safety in that. So I'm not going to go around and say, so if someone says, yeah, this and yeah, that, I'm not going to go around and say, oh, shirk, right? It might not be shirk. It may be just something that I find untoward, or it may be just fine anyway, but still, what's better than calling on Allah ta'ala? Allah ta'ala, Rabb tabarak wa ta'ala, he said in his book, to you and to me, this is a great honor. This is a great honor that we have, that the Jews, they still there, they know that they can't say the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it's a sin for them, because they're not allowed to. Allah ta'ala gave you this, uh, Allah ta'ala gave you this honor, so take his name and call upon him, alhamdulillah, mashallah, that's like such a nice thing. But uh, at any rate, the point is, is that they talk about this tasarruf and things like that. And they're like, oh, it's just like the mushrikeen, like worshipping idols. No, it's not like mushrikeen worshipping idols. Because nobody worships the awliya. If they do, that's their bad. We 100%, 100% have nothing to do with them. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the idols are wood and they're stone anyway. And if people have even like weird, like complex philosophy behind them. The point is, even if the philosophy, no matter how much it weasels people out of like philosophical loopholes, and aqidah loopholes, still call on Allah Ta'ala. That's what the whole deen is about in the first place. If you kind of didn't catch that, you missed the memo uh, at some point. So he says, he says that they argue that the saints of Allah are the governors of his kingdom and the overseers of the universe, which God has committed absolutely to their charge. Therefore, their judgments must be the soundest of all, and their hearts must be the most tenderly disposed of all toward the creatures of God. Uh, they are mature, uh, uh, and they... Uh, uh, they are mature, and whereas agitation and intoxication are the marks of inexperience, with maturity, agitation is transmuted into composure. Then, and only then, is one saint in reality, one a saint in reality, a wali in reality, and only then are miracles genuine. And it is known amongst the people of the Tasawwuf that every night, the Otad, they must go around the entire universe, and if there should be any place uh, that their eyes have not fallen, the next day some imperfection will appear in that place. And they must then inform the Qutb in order that he may fix his attention on the weak spot and that by the blessings of his mother that imperfection may be removed. 
As, don't quote this in your khutbah next week, okay? Uh, as regards to the assertion that gold and earth are one to the wali, this indifference is a sign of intoxication and failure to see truly. Uh, more excellent is the true sight uh, and sound perception to whom gold is gold and earth is earth, but who recognizes the evil uh, of the former uh, uh, and says, O yellow one, O white one, beguile someone else, for I am aware of your corruptedness. And he who sees the corruptedness of gold and silver perceives them to be a veil between him and God. And God will reward him for having renounced them. Contrary-wise, uh, he to whom gold is even as earth is not made perfect by renouncing earth. Haritha being intoxicated declared that stones and gold were alike to him, but Abu Bakr being sober uh, perceived uh, 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 the evil of laying hands on worldly wealth and knew that God would reward him for rejecting it. Therefore, he renounced it, and when the Rasul ﷺ asked him what he had left for his family, he answered, Allah and his messenger ﷺ. And the following story is related by Abu Bakr al-Warraq of Tirmidh, uh, who said, uh, One day, Muhammad bin Ali al-Hakim uh, uh, said that he would take me somewhere. I replied, uh, Is it for the Shaykh to command? Uh, soon after we set out, we saw an exceedingly dreadful wilderness. Uh, in the midst thereof a golden throne uh, uh, placed under a green tree beside a fountain of running water. Seated on the throne was a person clad in beautiful raiment who rose when Muhammad bin Ali approached and bade him sit on the throne. After a while, when the people came from every side until 40 were gathered together, uh, Muhammad bin Ali waved his hand and immediately food appeared from heaven and we ate. Afterward, Muhammad bin Ali asked a question of a man who was present. And he, in reply, made a long discourse of which I did not understand a single word. Not entirely inconsistent with the rest of the story, right? <laughs> At last, the sheikh begged leave and, and took his departure and said to me, Go, for you are blessed. On our return to Tirmidh, I asked him, What was that place and who was that man? He told me uh, that, was, uh, that place was the desert of Banu Israel. And the man was the Qutb, uh, upon which the order of the universe depends. Uh, o Sheikh, I said, how did we reach the desert of Banu Israel from Tirmidh in such a brief time? He said, O Abu Bakr, it is your business to arrive, not to ask questions. This is a mark not of intoxication, but of sanity. He says, now I'll mention some of the stories of the miracles of the Sufis and link thereto certain evidence which is to be found in the book of Quran to corroborate their veracity. Allah Ta'ala make us from the, the people who, uh, uh, who arrive. Amen. And give us the tamiz to know when we should ask and when we shouldn't.